Father God in heaven, thank you, Lord, that you've given us the ability to live for you, that you've reached us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you've reached us through the witness of Christians by the transformation, transforming power of the Holy Spirit and by the truth of your word. Lord, thank you for our changed hearts, Lord, and we have the ability to trust in you. God, thank you for faith. Thank you for grabbing our hearts. Thank you for rescuing us from our sin. Thank you for bringing us into this new and living relationship with you, Lord God, through Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And now, Lord, we're going to look at adventures in Christianity. We're going to look at how we can leave a mark on this world. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. All God's people said, amen. 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 You may have a seat. How's everybody doing? A little wet, a little rainy outside. You know, and as I woke up this morning, I saw the rain coming down outside. I was like, Lord, rain down in our hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, come awake us, revive us, transform us. The uh, title of my message this morning is my vision, is our vision statement for, uh, not vision statement, it's what we're endeavoring to do and to add on to our church in uh, 2021. It's called Adventures in Christianity. How many of you guys ready to go on, a, how many of you guys ready to go on an adventure? How many of you guys can think in, back to some point in your life where you had a great adventure, where you had something really exciting happen to you? We all have moments from all around the world, from all walks of life, whether it was with your job or your family or your marriage or, or whatever it may be, we can all think of great adventures. One of the things that, that, that as I was thinking about this question I was going to pose to you all this morning with my life was uh, I did four years in the Navy, 91 and 95, went on two deployments. My second deployment, I was on an aircraft carrier. I was on the Dwight D. Eisenhower CVN-69. I worked in, down in the nuclear department. I, worked, I went up on the flight deck with all the cool folks. I was down in the hole. I was down in the, in the reactor department working in a re reactor auxiliaries division. But we went on a six-month deployment, uh, got to go to Israel, went through the Suez Canal, went to the United Arab Emirates, went camel riding out in the, uh, in the deserts uh, on a little tour, uh, port visit that we went to. Got to go to uh, Haifa, Israel, and I got, a, I got to go to Jerusalem and visit the city of Jerusalem for $35. You know, you see these advertisements, you know, go to Israel for four or five dollars or $5,000. I went there for 35 bucks. The carrier pulled into Haifa, and I went on the one-day tour of, uh, of Jerusalem. But then shortly, I think it was March of 95, my four years was up. We were still on deployment. And they said, uh, Petty Officer Ford, your time's up. We're sending you back to Norfolk. We will not be in port visits. So guess what? You're being catapulted off. So in March of 1995, I got to go up on the flight deck of the carrier Eisenhower get into a COD flight, and I got catapulted off an aircraft carrier. How awesome was that? Man, I remember I got in there, I strapped in, there was a little window, I could see the steam coming off the catapult. The guy at the back says, okay, everybody bend over. I'm like, what, bend over? And all of a sudden, that plane took off, we went, and just, the G-forces are pulling you. You go off the tip of the flight deck, and they, they flew me to Italy. I stayed there for four or five days before I came back to Norfolk. But we all have adventures. We all have adventures. Some adventures it may be with your family, as I said. Some, uh, we all have adventures that we love to go on. And, and the, we want to continue. 
to go on adventures in life. But I want to talk to you this morning about the greatest and the most exhilarating adventure that exists in this life. And that is adventures in Christianity. Adventures in Christianity and sharing the gospel. Sharing the gospel with the world around us. Would you like to be a part of that? But before you go on this adventure, before you go on the adventure of Christianity, we have to ask the question, what is our message? You know, it can be terrifying at the thought of witnessing to someone and sharing the gospel. It can be terrifying because we, 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 we get cold feet, you know, we get scared, and we're afraid we're going to say the wrong thing, or we're afraid we're not going to know what to say at all. So what I want to talk to you this morning is, what is our message? Chuck Smith calls this the greatest text in the Bible, the whole gospel declared in one verse. And that verse is, we all know it, John 3.16. John 3.16. This one verse contains everything you need to know to embark on the adventure, adventures in Christianity. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you want to go on adventures in Christianity, my friend, study this one verse. So we're going to unpack it this morning. And in this one verse, John 3.16, it contains the greatest love, the greatest sacrifice, the greatest offer, and the greatest loss or reward. So y'all ready to dig into it? Let's do it. Let's pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, for the truth of your word. And Father, as um, I present to the body of Christ our vision for 2021, Father, I pray that as we study this verse, we'll see what our words are. We'll, we'll see what our message is to those around us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so the first thing that we see in John three sixteen, the first thing that the world needs to know is this. They need to know about the greatest love. And by the way, this one also, a little caveat, I should have said before that, if you're here and you're not a believer, Everything you know, everything that you need to know for salvation is found in this one verse. Everything you need to know to understand what Christianity is, we're fixing to talk about it. So please listen carefully. But the first thing they need to know is about the greatest love. The greatest love. John 3.16 opens up with, for God so loved the world. We need to understand. We need to take it to heart. The people in, around us in our community of Irmo, South Carolina, of Columbia, and all the people that come within the sphere of our influence need to understand God's love. God's love is a holy love. It's a holy love. It's a pure love. This love looked in the eyes of a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery after a stern rebuke to the Pharisees. This love looked at her and says, I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. This love cried out from the cross Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is the, the definition. Love comes from God. I, I was going to say I was going to say he is the definition of love. But love as we know it, pure and holy, real love, uh, comes from the Lord. This love, my friend, came after you and I. Before we got saved. 
Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. To think that Christ loved me before I came to him is beyond my understanding. Because I did nothing worthy of his love. I was worthy of his wrath. I was worthy of his judgment. And his wrath and his judgment was abiding upon me because of my sin and rebellion. But at the same time, his love for me was directed towards me through the cross. Through the cross. We need to understand this love. And family, this love, not only was it back then, not only was it before your salvation, but it continues after your salvation. This love is poured out on us today through Christ Jesus. 1 John uh, 3, 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. This love, God's love, is not a pampering love, but it's a perfecting love. It's a perfecting love, a holy love, a pure love. It's a love that came to seek and save the lost. It's the love of God that compels you and I to reach out to the lost. They need to understand God's love. They need to understand that God's love. They need to understand that despite their rebellion, despite their sin, that God still loves them. And the evidence of that is the cross. The evidence of that is what the Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth to do for them. We need to show them God's holy, perfecting, pure, and perfect love. That's what we need to, that's the first thing they need to know. That's the first thing that they need to know. To be a, to be a witness, we, we have to show them that truth. Show it to them in the Bible, show it to them in our life, show it to them in it as it's displayed in the gospel. The second thing, the second thing that they need to know that we see in John three sixteen, is they need to know the greatest sacrifice. Look at the next portion of the verse. It says, for God so loved the world that what? Part two, he gave his only begotten son. They need to understand God's love. Now they need, the second thing they need to understand of what Christianity is, they need to understand the greatest sacrifice. Do not assume, do not assume, family, that they know about the greatest sacrifice. I was with some friends. We were witnessing out at one of the movie theaters one night, sharing the gospel with teenagers. And I had a young lady. I was uh, sharing the gospel with her. I took her through God's law. I, I explained to her how she had broken God's law, and she, had, she needed a, uh, someone to pay the price for our sins. And I said, young lady, I said, what did God do for you so that you could be forgiven of all your lying, your lusting, and, and all, all your sin? What did you, she, she was like, I don't know. Now I'm sitting there looking at this lady, and she's got a cross on her neck. She's got a necklace with a cross. I'm like, what did God do for you so that you could be forgiven of your sin? She even told me she'd been going to church for 10 years. I don't know what church, but uh, she couldn't tell me. And I was like, ma'am, I said, it's, it's based on what's, that, what's around your neck. The Bible says at the point that God sent forth his son, born of a virgin, lived a sinless, perfect life, suffered and died on the cross for your sin. Sometimes, folks, we live in a fallen world, and sometimes the, the, the dots don't connect. And sometimes we need to help our friends 
connect the dots to understand why Jesus died on the cross. It wasn't some, just some act to display a life of service. It wasn't, uh, it, the purpose of the cross was for um, Jesus to die for our sin and for our rebellion and to provide a way for us to be forgiven by this great sacrifice. You see, God is holy, man is not. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And this, look at it in John 3.16, for, for, that he gave his only begotten son, this greatest sacrifice in John 3.16, is how we find forgiveness of sin. It's not so we can experience God's wonderful plan or have love, joy, peace, and lasting happiness. It's so that we can find reconciliation with a holy God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I want to repeat this verse one more time because it's, it's huge in the realm of theology. It's huge in the realm of understanding the great sacrifice, but it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he, talking about the Father, made him, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What that verse is basically saying is Jesus, the Son of God, paid the price for our sin. To put it in more simpler terms, at the cross, the father treated Jesus as if, if he had personally committed every sin ever committed by humanity. Christ never sinned, but suffered as he did. We call this doctrine, we call this the doctrine of substitutionary atonement. In other words, to help you understand, Jesus took the bullet of God's wrath for you and me. At the cross, Jesus died under the full wrath of God against every sin ever committed by every person. In the eyes of the Old Testament, looking forward to Jesus, Jesus was the sacrifice on the brazen altar. His innocent blood was shed for our forgiveness. This great sacrifice demonstrates his love. That's why we call the gospel good news. Because we find forgiveness at the cross. We find reconciliation at the cross. And our friends and our families and the people of this community, they can be forgiven of all their sin, the slate washed clean, completely made new at the cross by this great sacrifice. So number one we saw in this verse, for God so loved the world. We need to understand God's love. Secondly, we need to understand that he gave his only begotten son. We need to understand this great sacrifice that he made for us at Calvary. Number three, the third part of John 3, 16. And family, again, just reminding you, for those of, us, those of you who need to understand what Christianity is, this is a summary of it. But for those of us who are ready to adventure out and go on adventures in Christianity, this is our message. The message has already been laid out before us. All we got to do is carry it forward. But number three, they need to know, this world needs to know that this greatest offer is for them. 
this greatest offer is for them. If we continue in John 3, 16, it says that whoever believes in him. Christ's sacrifice was not a limited atonement. The King James Version of this one says, whosoever. I, I love the old King James. It says, whosoever will, will, will put their trust in him. Whosoever will come to him, he will give them a new heart and a new life. John says in 1 John 2, 2, he says, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, but and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Peter said in 2 Peter 3, 9, uh, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Salvation is for all. Salvation is for all. It's for old, it's for young, it's for rich, it's for poor men, women, religious people, atheists, the outcast, the people that the world has, has thrown aside, from, from the people living in the mansions on Lake Murray to, to those living in the Oliver Gospel Mission. This gospel is for all people. This salvation is for all. And Christ will receive any living, breathing human being that will, what does the verse say? That whoever what? They, they got to do this. They got to believe in Christ. They got to believe in him. That's, this, that's the part that's required for salvation is that they repent, put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. What does it mean to believe in him? It means that we turn from our sin, that they turn from their sin, that they put their trust in Christ, that they believe in his death and resurrection, and that they love him with all their heart. This is the heart beat of Christianity, okay? Family, I, I am presenting to you this morning the foundation of what the Bible teaches. The, the cornerstone of the, of the entire New Testament is found in this verse. Everything else in the New Testament is founded upon the truth of this verse. It, it, is, it is so big and so comprehensive that it, it shows us everything there is to know in order to be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, the, the final part of this verse, the fourth part, before we I present to you our adventures in Christianity is they need to know about the greatest loss or the greatest reward possible. And that ends, as that's at the end of um, verse 16, where it says that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What a human being, what a person does with Christ in this life will determine their eternal destiny. And the scriptures do not teach purgatory. It's, it's really black and white. It's left or right. It's up and down. That's, the, that's what the scripture says. It, it's, it's heaven, the glories of heaven for those who accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And for those who reject him, it's hell. That's what the scripture teaches. Because that is the just punishment for sin. That is the just punishment uh, for sin and for, and for rejecting the Lord. That's why, that's what makes the gospel glorious, beautiful, good news is, is, that, is that we get to be forgiven of our sins and not spend eternity in hell, but spend eternity in, in the third heaven, in the new heavens, in the new earth. That's what life was made for. 
You know, sin came in. It wrecked everything. The world has fallen. But one day, God's going to create a new heavens and a new earth. And this heaven, this new Jerusalem, the third heaven, the holy city, Revelation chapter 21, is going to be the capital of the new earth. And he, God, by his grace and love, invites all to come and experience the greatest reward. We're talking about eternal salvation. There is nothing more important than a person's eternal salvation. Because when we leave this life, we're going to be gone for a long time. And family, you and I, you and I have their ticket to heaven. And it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have their ticket to get to heaven. They can punch it. They can punch their ticket to heaven by putting their trust in Christ and being saved. And, and, and then it says, it says, shall not perish, but notice, have eternal life. You know, eternal life doesn't start in eternity. Eternal life starts now. It starts today. They can experience this eternal life here and today. They experience this new life, this new birth, uh, this eternal life by, by experience, when they get saved, they experience a new heart. A new heart, a transformed heart, a forgiven heart. They get a new start, a new life. They're forgiven. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. And ultimately, one day, it will culminate with standing before the King of Kings in glory. That is the foundation of our message. This one verse gives you everything you need to know how to share the gospel and how to explain to them that Christ died for them to give them a new heart and new life. And everybody on social media and all the media platforms, everybody's talking about, well, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and things are rapidly declining. And, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with them. They are going south. But you and I have the message to turn things around. We want to see the world change. Well, we need to get out there and share the gospel. We need to be more effective in, in, in our communities in being a part and being that salt and light to this fallen world and bringing um, people to the knowledge of Christ and, and watch the culture transform and the culture be changed. So that's our message. Our message is John 3.16. Our message to this world is, is found in John 3.16. So we, we've looked at here the greatest love, the greatest sacrifice, the greatest offer, and the greatest reward is, is found in this one verse. So this is the foundation. So what I want to do now is I want to present to you guys our vision for 2021 with the foundation being John 3.16. And this is what I'm calling the adventures in Christianity. I'm throwing these out there. You know, we're gonna, you know, you take those little those sticky gooey things and you you throw them up against the wall and you see how many stick and how many don't. That's what we're doing. We're just gonna we're gonna throw them out there, we're gonna go full steam ahead uh, with outreach plans, and we're gonna see what works and what doesn't work, but we wanna be in our community more in the year 2021. So without further ado, adventures in Christianity. What is what is CC Irmo gonna fo focus on this year? We're going to focus on outreach. We're going to focus on outreach. Sunday mornings is always going to be verse-by-verse -verse teaching, Christ-exalting worship, 
for people to come in and be fed and grow. You know, church is for the body of Christ where we're equipped for, for works of service. But when we go outside the community, when we go outside these four walls, it's about reaching the lost. So the first adventure in Christianity is one we've already started, and it's the Bryan Center Nursing Home. Uh, about a year and a half ago, we started the Bryan Center Nursing Home, but because of COVID, it's, they, they, it's been, the ministry has been shut down. But we're hoping that this year to get back into the Bryan Center Nursing Home. And we had a, a wonderful time of going once a month and ministering to the senior citizens at the Bryan Center Nursing Home. We, we give them a Bible lesson. We share the gospel with them. We love on them. We sing songs with them. But we, we are bringing the gospel. We're, we're, we're letting them know about the greatest love, the greatest sacrifice, the greatest offer, and the greatest reward. So as 2021 progresses, we'll be updating the church and letting you know more about when that ministry will open back up. But that's the first adventure in Christianity. The second adventure in Christianity, hey, Maurice Monroe is our, is our outreach director for our church. He's not here this morning, I'm not sure why, but me and him have been talking. And this is the second one. This is the second one. It's called Long Care. It's called Long Care. And the idea for this long care ministry came from going over and visiting some families in this neighborhood right over here. And there's some lawns over there that really... They're really overgrown, and they could use a lot of lawn care. So our thought is we're going to go to some of those homes and say, hey, listen, we would like to come in, cut your lawn completely free, cut it, weed eat it, edge it, make it beautiful, and all we ask is that your entire family be here when we get done so that we can share the gospel with you. Share the gospel with you, give you a Bible, give you a church invitation, and pray for you. So that's the second one. Is we wanna, uh, and we, we've got the equipment. We, we got some John Deere and steel equipment that will knock it out in no time. It will be very quick, but it will give us an opportunity to reach out to some of these neighborhoods and to some of these families. It's a great way to get in and share the gospel. The third, the third adventure in Christianity is feeding our sports teams. We did this a couple years ago. That's a picture from when we went to Irmo High School, I believe uh, 2019. I think it was 2019. We went into the, uh, we, we, we've got a good relationship with the athletic director at Irmo High School and the principal and the, and the head football coach. And um, so we were able to go in, we, we served them lunch, we fed the entire football team. And that's Mr. Rick Hipkins up there um, sharing the gospel with uh, the high school students. So we want to do, we would like to do more of that for Irmo High School uh, and Dutch Fork High School, but we want to get involved in the high schools and minister to them. And, uh, so we want to get into our schools. That's the third adventure in Christianity that we want to continue and build upon this year is uh, being a part of the high schools. The third adventure in Christianity is called Moment of Hope. Moment of Hope. Moment of Hope is a ministry for women and preborn children saving lives from abortion by offering help and hope in the name of Christ to those with crisis pregnancies. Um, we're going to have a representative from Moment of Hope here on February 14th, he's coming to speak to our church, uh, not, not preach, but come up and speak and let, let us know more about the moment of hope. But we want to partner with Moment of Hope. And family, we're, we're going into a, uh, the, the current administration is probably one of the most uh, anti-life administrations when it comes to abortion that we've ever had. So we want to do our part as Christians in the local church to partner with Moment of Hope Ministries 
to come alongside them and help them. Henry will come that day, and I don't know all the details of it, but I know that they have uh, prayer walks that they do, that they're asking for volunteers to come alongside and do prayer walks. They have uh, sidewalk counseling ministries there at Planned Parenthood downtown. They also have, um, a lot of times they'll, 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 they'll get ladies who change their mind. And once they change their mind, they don't, we don't just leave them there. We get, they, we get their information, and um, they, they give their information to local churches so that the ladies can come alongside the young lady who's changed her mind and help her move forward. So we're going to get behind the ministry called Moment of Hope. And uh, Henry will be here on February 14th to tell you more about Moment of Hope ministry. But we want to, we, we, uh, life begins in the womb. It's precious. Children born and unborn are created in the image of God, and we want to, def- want to defend that truth. The fifth adventure in Christianity is a prison fellowship. I met with a prison fellowship uh, representative this week, and uh, we haven't set a date, but sometime after the 14th, maybe towards the end of February, we'll have a representative here from uh, Prison Fellowship Ministries. How many of you guys remember Chuck Colson? Chuck Colson Ministry. The Chuck, that ministry's been around for a very long time, but we are going to partner with Prison Fellowship. And uh, for those of you who feel led, who have a heart to minister to um, those in prison, those incarcerated, we're going to give you an opportunity to get connected. Um, the next uh, adventure in Christianity that Calvary Chapel Irma is going to partake of is uh, Thornwell Children's Home. And for those of you who don't know it, this past Christmas, we Calvary Chapel Irma sponsored uh, Thornwell Children's Home. We raised money. We sent them lots of money. We sent them lots of gifts. And what it is, it's a foster home for teenagers right up above Newberry. And what they do is they serve to prevent child abuse and neglect, to build up and reunite families, and to support healthy communities in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Christ. Thornwell Children's Home. So we're also, this is, this is, you're going to see all these ministries unfold as the spring progresses. February, March, April, and May, as we move into spring, you're going to see that these ministries um, come up. And all I ask is, um, if you want to be a part of one of these ministries, is just send me an email. Just send me an email and say, hey, Pastor David, you know, I feel led to help out with Moment of Hope. Or, hey, I want to get out there on a weed eater. I want to cut some grass and let's help share the gospel with these people. Or I want to be a part of Prison Fellowship for Thornwell. Um, just shoot me an email and let me know. I want to give you guys an opportunity to exercise your faith and go on the greatest adventure in this life, which is the adventure of being a witness for Christ Jesus. The final, the final uh, adventure in Christianity we will be partaking of is I put one of these on the chairs, and they're, they're meant for you to take home and give to a friend. And this is an opportunity. This is a church invitation. We'll, we'll also, also actually mail these out at Easter. We'll mail these out at Easter and um, send these out to the community. But this is a great way to start a conversation with a friend that you've been witnessing to or a neighbor. Say, hey, man, here's our church, and uh, you, know, you never know. This might change your life. Let it spark their interest. I want to thank Taryn for helping me uh, develop and put this thing together. But uh, this is a simple way for us to um, 
invite people to church. And a lot of times, uh, as it is with anybody, this, this, when you decide to go find a church or visit a church, a lot of times you won't go because you want to know what they are like. You want to look on the inside. So that's what this, this brochure is kind of doing. It's, it's letting them see some faces of who we are and, and inviting them to come and be a part of Calvary Chapel Irma. You know, it says we are casual. We are contemporary. We are challenging. We, 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 we will stand by those principles. You know, we are contemporary worship music, challenging verse-by-verse teaching, just walking through the word as Calvary Chapel does, just teaching it verse by verse and letting the Holy Spirit do his work and then letting them see the team and uh, use this as a way to be a witness, to be a witness, to invite people to church, to start a spiritual conversation. And you never know, it could lead to sharing the gospel in your conversation with that person. We've also, um, this week, we set up an Adventures in Christianity table out there so there's resources. There's a resource table out there for you to out for you for you to grow in your outreach endeavors. And I think um, there's a Way of the Master book, um, Share Christ Without Fear, and those. There's a little cost for those. Then there's scientific facts in the Bible, and then there's um, uh, Christ, My Heart, Christ's Home. That's free. Uh, Josh McDowell's More Than a Carpenter books. Those are free. They're free for you to take. As I see the books disappear and go, I'll just order more. But please take advantage of those, of those uh, resources because they will help us grow in our evangelistic endeavors. And you'll, you'll see there's going to be some more developments that this uh, Adventures in Christianity vision will, 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 take, will grow as we move forward. I'm looking at sometime in the spring doing a, a Way of the Master evangelism course here. And so we will be growing as a church, but bottom line is I want to give you guys opportunities to serve in the community through these outreaches. Um, how many of you guys went to the Bryan Center Nursing Home with us the year before last? Wasn't it awesome? It's kind of scary. When you, when, you in, when you step out to endeavor on an adventure in Christianity, it can be scary it can be like, you know, ah, oh, what am I getting myself into? But um, once you get there, it, it, it's a joy. It's exciting to love on people and tell them about Christ. It's exciting to see their, face, their faces light up when you share the gospel, when you pray with them. You know, our, our, it's, it's an amazing, amazing adventure. So I hope, uh, so take these home with you. Pray about it, invite a neighbor, invite a co-worker, um, and let them know more about Calvary Chapel. And we'll also be mailing these out. Um, so we've looked at this morning, the greatest love, the greatest sacrifice, the greatest offer, the greatest reward, found in John 3.16. And so that's our doctrine, that's our theology, that's our message the Lord has given us to take forward. And now... As in the days and weeks and months to come, you'll see these opportunities for ministry for you to go out and be a part of the community and share the gospel with others. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the great adventure that you've given us, Lord, to fulfill the great commission, to go out and preach the gospel, to share the gospel. 
and to reach people with the love, grace, and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, as I've laid out these adventures that we are endeavoring, that we are embarking on, I just pray, Father God, that um, your Holy Spirit would empower them, that they would not be of our flesh, but they would be born of your Spirit. Lord, we pray for your anointing to be upon these endeavors. And Father, I pray that as Calvary Chapel Irma moves forward, Father, that, that we'll be a light in a dark world. We'd shine the love, grace, and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ to those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Finally, in closing, if you're here this morning and you're not a believer, God loves you. God loves you. But there's something that separates you, and that's sin. Our sin separates us from God before we come to Christ. And God has made an amazing sacrifice for you so that you could be forgiven. He died on the cross. He died on the cross to forgive you of your sins and to give you a new life. If you're here this morning and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have not repented of your sins, put your trust in Christ and given him your heart, let today be the day of salvation. Let today be the day that you say, Lord, I'm going to get my life right with you. As the prayer counselors come forward, uh, there'll be a prayer counselor to my left, a prayer counselor to my right. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, take advantage of this opportunity to come forward and to pray and to receive Christ and put your trust in him. And also, on top of that, if you're here talking to the body, if you're here and um, you're going through a difficult situation, you need special prayer, please take advantage of this opportunity for our prayer counselors to pray for you. They'll have their protective stuff on. We'll keep everybody safe, but give us the opportunity to pray for you now as we close with this final song.